Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We are back with the bang guys. I mean, I don't think we ever really went away, did we? But you know what you know what we mean. Start of 2023, and we have our first guest coming right at you. When we posted on Insta, we've got Louise in the studio. We were swamped with DMs saying, OMG, I love Lou. She's amazing. Now we've finished the chat, it's clear to see why she has a diehard fan club. She's got two extra members in me and Igor, I can tell you that right now. And I'm pretty sure you'll be signing up after listening to this one. She has a wonderful energy, vibe, and just a great approach to business. We couldn't have started 2023 any better than this. If you love her like we do, shout her out and give her that Instagram story magic. Let's go team! Getting the show on the road, are we? Happy New Year. First episode of a guest, I guess. It so, is, it is. So, yeah. What do we need to talk about first, Igor? I think we should, should just go straight in. Yeah, I'm happy to, yeah. Yeah. So, we are Another Idea. Yeah, we're a podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs. Who want to level up their business. Oh, and... I'm liking this new vibe where you, I go to you and you go to me. <laughs> we did it on the last Slick. one. Slick. Woo! And like a little jingle. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we would appreciate if you, the audience, could like, share, subscribe. Um, it really keeps this podcast going. Yeah. And we if want you to like see it, it, you need to shout about it. <laughs> yes, it's exactly. as simple as that, that. That's it. That's exactly it. So, yeah. But that said. Yeah. First, first guest of the year. Yeah. We have She's the here. incredible <laughs> Louise Rao. Woo! From Louise. Actually, we've got three, three of them. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's just go straight in on that one, shall we? You, we're not hiding. You can't hide it. You can't hide it there, can we? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? That's not you? That's not you, Greg's lunch that you just had, is it? This is how good the lunch yeah. was. <laughs> They're good. I'm good. It feels weird to be in 2023. I know, right? And, and sat in front of a couple of cameras and yeah. chatting to chatting to us after you just like on holiday with we were likes. we were talking before weren't we about how oh, I was like how did we ask you to come on this I can't remember and you're like I think you just you just said I just asked you yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I it was great I was like I love it 
I but love it's it. true though it's true and and massive kudos to you because um it just shows the sort of character that you are in terms of like just being a go-getter and yeah rather than wondering about um how can i get in the podcast or how can i do that just yeah just ask and just go and do it i think it's just like stepping out of your comfort zone yeah and what's the worst that can happen i'm always like this this is one of my like sayings like what is the worst that can happen yeah sam could go on one of his have some perks and say no <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll be all be like you ain't good enough <laughs> Sorry, God, pick on failed. pick on some episodes today. <laughs> um, but I think it's just like, yeah, if you don't ask, you don't get. And have you always been like that, or is, was, has there has there been a point when you're like, it's something that's ch- something's changed, and you've been like, no, I need to go oh, after it. Grown. I think when you're running your own business, no one else is going to do it for you, and yeah, it's scary. Like it is really scary putting yourself out there, and you know you're representing you. There's no one else behind you. And yeah, I'd go to networking events and walk into a room full of strangers and it's, it is scary, but I now have like amazing friends from just going to those events, like a big girl who ran my wedding, Holly, I met at a networking event and like I work with her loads now, she's like a planner and like Lauren Goodman from yeah. Bluebird who had previous, on, previous guest used to pre-covid sad times um used to run amazing networking and it's just like I think you need to build a community when you are self-employed uh because you don't have colleagues and I think people who don't work for themselves don't really get mm. as much as people are like oh I hate my colleagues like it's that social side of things what do they say also i'm thinking like who do who do i who can i say that about i actually know i have people in the office so i can say it (laughs) i'm like it's just that weird thing of like i'd miss when i walked into the office on on a monday and people being like how was your weekend like what'd you get up to because there's no one can't have that conversation with yourself can you without coming across as just weird just weirdo um so i also have like um a calligraphy coven we call us <laughs> we're not witches um and it's just a whatsapp group and it's just like it's amazing girls and we all do the same thing and we share our highs and lows mm. and our knowledge and it's literally just on whatsapp i haven't met some of them which is really weird because we speak about five times a day um, but again, like you need to create your own like colleagues on your own yeah. kind of workspace. Community is important. Yeah, it's just like. I think once you've d- once you've done that, once you've stepped into that kind of that network or community, you've 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 spoke to those people, you've made that kind of breakthrough, and you realise that it it can be hugely beneficial for you and your business. Definitely. Like you just need to do it more, don't you? And, yeah. And really lean into it even and more. So people that you like idolise on Instagram or. I don't have TikTok, but I'm just like, just message them and just be like, I really like what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that kind of networking and relationship building, it does get you places. Yeah. And as cheesy as it sounds, like the, the more people you know, the further you will get because of kind of just how things are and people recommend you and people yeah, recommend you it's the whole power of association you. isn't it yeah not- and it sounds like a bit cheesy but at the end of the day like it's a business you need to put food on the table and pay your mortgage yeah. so and that kind of loops everything back yeah. around to like how you sat here today is because me and you have 
chatted. Yeah. Honestly, I'd never met you before. No. I don't even know if we've worked on a wedding together or whether we... I think, I think there possibly is. Yeah. Um, but they've been the odd, odd DMs and odd, you know, shared images and stuff. And, yeah. You know, then it just led to, do you want to come on the podcast? Yeah. And you're here. And I arrive and, that, and I'm like, hey. Yeah. And it's like And I need feeding. <laughs> Where's my Greg's? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But but, um, but again, that, again, that you doing that has led to you being here, which leads to other things. Yeah, yeah. There'll be people that will listen to this that will find you and search for you or hear about you for the first time. Yeah, that will then lead to new things. The another and idea. The um, inbox is going to be full after this episode. It just doesn't. It just doesn't end, does it? Non-stop. Um, just ask them there. Let anyone on. <laughs> on the on the on the slight flip side of that, though, how important is it to to really police the people that are in that network? Oh, definitely. I think. As I'm sure you get it as well, but as stationers, we, we get messages from people being like, "What printer do you use? What do you, where do you get this from? Where do you do this? What?" And it's just like we all started from scratch. And yes, people would help, and like we'd share suppliers and stuff like that. But it's just the like just brashness of just being like, "Just yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. all your whole business model." Yeah. And thanks, bye. <laughs> thanks, bye. <laughs> um, I'm just like, Sometimes it's not even thanks; it's just the bye. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, bye. I, yeah. Well, like, like I said to you about my daughter, really, just yeah. puts the phone down, doesn't even That's say goodbye. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> See ya. It is true, though. It is true, um, and it's the one thing that I find that it can be a bit of a pet peeve for me, really, that people can um, get in touch with you and just be so not abrasive but sort of like directive in terms of like just gimme 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 yeah. expecting Ex- exactly Very exactly expecting. and i'm and i'm i'm the first one to say i'm an open book mm. um i will but that starts from relationship and someone yeah. else just just being just being normal and interesting really. i think yeah. you you and i in our industry have always had the approach of like we're we're happy to give that help but yeah uh, we're happy to help other people but mm-hmm. you know at the same time you know you have to contribute as well, well yeah yeah you know it's a two-way this. street yeah. isn't yeah. it um, and the people that I always go back to and that I help and support, like genuinely, they're always people that have helped me in some way mm-hmm. or have at some point or other helped me, you know. Mm. Uh, and, it, and it has to be that. Like yeah. the second, Bring value you can to generally, people. You can Isn't generally it? tell from the opening sort of line that someone's messaged you that they're... Well, they're just standing up and say, hello, how are you? Yeah. It's just like, I really like what you do. Can you just tell me how you do it all? Yeah. Thanks so much. Like, <laughs> I just run my Come round for a cup of tea yeah. and I'll, yeah, I'll lay it all out for yeah, you. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Free workshop. Um, <laughs> but that said, like usual, we just went in. Oh, we've just straight, done it straight, again. Straight in, straight in. Which is amazing. It, it's, it's, um, Should we just tell people who Lou is? We just have we no, not even no, done that. No, no, exactly. That's that's what was kind of. Oh like, my just, lord! Let's, let's, let's it's go like back. we've never done a podcast before. <laughs> let's you go or... back, but no, Lou, you tell us a little bit about you, what you do, who you Where are, you from? <laughs> <laughs> what you have from Greg? Story. Link in bio. Um, yeah, I'm Louise or Lou, whatever you want to call me, um, and I run Lou Paper, where I design. Uh, bespoke wedding stationery. Such a good name. Lou Paper. It is such oh, a good name. So <laughs> How did it come about? Yeah, so because literally people about. would be like, Lou Paper, I'm yeah. not working with someone with toilet paper. Oh my God. <laughs> so this is what my mum was like. My mum was like, who's going to buy stationery from Lou Paper? <laughs> but my dad was like, this is great. And people remember it. Yeah. And it's like... Your dad's got the lols, I say. He gets it. <laughs> it's just like... I'll turn up at stuff and I'll be like, Lou Paper's here. 
like it's it's yeah it is bizarre but yeah it's you know it does what it says on the tin mm-hmm. my name's lou and i do paper stuff <laughs> so you know why well, need to complicate it um and it does it like does stick in people's minds and hopefully for the right reasons and not the wrong um, and I can give away free toilet roll, you know, when I get big time. Let's <laughs> brand that toilet roll. It's all part of the long-term plan, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. Darren's always like, you need to do some branded toilet roll. It's your next direct mail. I'm like, okay, just keep that one. I'll on top of the other one. list yeah. of endless jobs. That... Indeed. You know, all this money I That's have. That's amazing. And how long have you been running your business for then? So I've, I always, I'm like, where, what year are we now? Every time I'm just like, um, so I think it was like, 2015 um so i've worked on weddings since i was 15 years old wow so i love the weddings yeah 15 so i started in a wedding shop um just like a dress boutique as a saturday girl and i think that's where my passion for weddings like really did come from because i loved my saturday job like i wasn't working at tesco Mm. i was like this is amazing weddings are great all these brides are fab like their dreams are coming true um so i think that like embedded in me somewhere yeah, there's generally a great a great energy isn't there in the oh industry God, yeah. like if you can't see that energy or that vibe yeah. like something is seriously wrong and gen- generally everyone is like super happy mother the brides sometimes maybe not um but generally you're like it's the the best day of their lives and you know, I know we're all in the industry and we'll say this on and on and on, but it is like magic. And that day you'll never experience and have all your friends and family together in one room again. Like it's just pure, pure magic. So to be like a tiny part of that is just amazing. But yeah, so I was 15, working weddings, did all that, um, went to uni, uh, studied graphic design, but I was still working. Come on. Hello, graphic design as well. <laughs> <You know. laughs> um, we're still working at the wedding shop, you know, paying my student loan, etc. Um, got a job in buying at, for office shoes, hated it. Got another job. Then I was like doing bits on the side, like we all do, you know, we'll just do friends of friends and friends of friends of friends. Um, and then in like 2016, I did a calligraphy workshop and that like completely like was such a game changer for me. Um, and I found this new like passion and style. And I feel like that's where like everything came together. What sort of drew you to that calligraphy workshop? Was I it just... just, it was, I literally went on my own to, it was in London. I just took myself off. I don't even know, like what what drew mm-hmm. me to it i just was creative and i was like yeah I'll try this out and i was really bad. i think that's the key though isn't it <laughs> straight away it's like yeah. just try this out yeah because you, you know, know look at everything that's kind of happened as a yeah. as a as a byproduct of that it's of going to that workshop and i was so shit back then <laughs> and um, I'm still learning and I'm still like... I thought you were going to say I'm still shit. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> I was like, I hope not. <laughs> I hope I'm shit. Um, God, I'm a shit. Um, so, so, um, yeah, so that was like a... a kind of like the, set the style and the tone for Loop Paper. Um, 
And then I went on, I was still working full time, still working Saturdays. So loop paper was very much like evening and weekends, just at any time. Um, and I think I just realized that I wanted to push it. I was like, I don't want to work for someone else anymore. So I went part time at my job at the time. I was working at like a marketing agency client side. Um, so still in like the design world, but very much just like on my computer. Do the job, yeah. get out. Yeah, literally. Do your um, paper. Yeah, when I was like, I'm going part time, the HR lady was like, oh yeah, well, you know, if, if this doesn't work out, you can come back full time. I think they thought I was just like yeah. pissing off doing my hobby. That surely has to be a motivator oh, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to show you, HR lady. Uh, like, you don't understand, this is actually, hopefully, going to work out. Um, and then we got married. I say we. I didn't marry myself. <laughs> Darren. Um, and I wanted to enjoy that. Like, it was a really big thing that I didn't want to be stressing about, like, a business. I wanted to enjoy my wedding day. So we got married in 2018. And then the following March, the end of the tax year, I went full-time and quit my job. Wow. And, oh, my God, that feeling. Did you do the stationery for your own wedding? Oh, yeah. It was... <laughs> Taron in his speech was like, Welcome to Louise's marketing exhibition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Can we just get some photos of the stationery, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just laid it all out for you. Just it's like I've dropped it on the floor, but oh, perfectly. That's amazing. Yeah, done this flat lay. Yeah. Some cash. Uh, yes, I did. Um, but my husband's a painter, so he like painted the watercolour and it was like a bit of a combined effort, which was nice. So it was like our thing and not just loo paper. Um, so yeah, then I went full time and it gave me the opportunity to start teaching calligraphy, um, which was amazing. And it was just like another like arm of the business that I didn't have time for before and completely different to like weddings. Like yeah. teaching calligraphy is super, it's just so nice to t- like teach someone uh creative skill that everyone can do yeah like Mm. no one comes to my classes and they're like i can't do it like everyone can do it and they will go away with the skills and the kit to be able to carry on and make their customers go out some can i can i ask can i ask you before we get into like what your business is doing now and stuff like can you remember what those first few weeks were like when you had left the day job and you were like i am i'm here i'm at loo paper hq (laughs) Hi, I'm, it's time to go. I'm going to build this business. Yeah, I think I was just. I think I was. What, what surprise? Was there anything that surprised you in that in that time that, that period? I, I everything is just like such a blur because I was working so hard that it, it's almost like I quit my job, but I didn't really realise I'd quit my job because I was working so hard already. Mm. If that makes sense. But it was just having the time to to be able to do these other things and not have a boss or a manager freedom oh my god <laughs> that feeling is like i couldn't go back to i couldn't go back to like someone it's really bad it's true though. it's no, just no, we like, we're, we're on board with that there is nothing better and it's it's damn hard work like being your own boss but it's honestly there is nothing better than than it and i think I think friends who like have nine to five and they're like, oh my God, it must be so nice doing your hobby for, for work. And I'm like, yeah, but you are also the accountant and the administrator and the social media manager and all these other things that I think people just see the end product 
and see my Instagram and they're like, oh my God, it's so nice, like all this visual stuff. But they don't see the behind the scenes, like the spreadsheets. I was having a conversation with one of my friends today actually about this, about how I'd said to him, I don't know what I'd do now. You know, if I had to go back to a job, I was like, I don't know what I'd do. And he was like, well, but look at like this, look at the skill set that you've mm-hmm. developed and you have. And I was like, yeah, but I just think if I went to an, in- I can't imagine going to an interview because I just, I think an employer or any employer would look at me and go, too many red flags here. You don't want to work for somebody. Mm-hmm. But Luke, my friend was very much like, no, but if, if an employer had the right mindset, they would look at you and go, look at the amount of self-discipline you have to have to be self-employed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the tasks that you have to undertake, the drive mm-hmm. that you have to have to go and do that day on day after yeah. day after day, week after week, you know, actually is a, is a really big skill. And it does, it, I think it comes down to like, I mean, I'm not gonna go and look for a job anytime soon, I hope, but <laughs> it does come down to like, you know, whether a corporation or a company see the benefit of you being self-employed and they, yeah. they get your value. and. It would be really hard to go and sit down in the office again, <laughs> wouldn't it? But anyway, Ed, he said I'd be a creative director. I was like, oh, that's, that's great, exactly I could do that. Thinking. That's I exactly what that. I was thinking. I see, I could do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, to go back to a, a desk job at Boots Head Office, no, no thanks, mate. Not for no, me. No, it's... I would want a, um, I'd want a, a, like almost like a Mad Men style kind of office suite <laughs> with, a, with a whiskey cabinet on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where people just float in and out with business pitches. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's going to work. Off yeah, you go, go and do it. Your big that's, that's what I'd like. <laughs> I'm not doing any work. Just looking good. Rock up at half good. 11, leave at three. <laughs> I'm off to the golf course. <laughs> we'll all get jobs like that. I'm down for that. Yeah, I do. I do. It's, it, do, you fr- it's... do you friends see that now, though? Like, now we've just gone over that. Do you friends see that have they switch their, that, do they understand the, the, the level of, work that you have to put in to keep your business up and running and to, to make it no not got scooby Day. no i don't think they, i don't think they <laughs> is, i don't think they see like you know i get up and i'm straight on my emails and then i'll go in my cabin which is my studio and i'll work and then i'll pick up some more emails and yeah it's not like a nine to five it's like a seven till seven <laughs> or it's like it's like it, again it's like as much as you want to put into it and you do reap rewards for how how much you kind of yeah. want it as you said it's it's all on you really so <clears throat> yeah yeah it is <laughs> and how's so how's Lou Paper doing now how does it look in in January of 2023 yeah it's good I was saying, don't play it down here so... right this is like <coughs> it's a good time to shine <laughs> yeah come on let's shout about it um yeah it's doing well <laughs> Um, yeah I think again I think people think that I'm probably a kept woman and that Darren pays for everything but you know it's doing really well and I'm really proud of that and I think it's it's the hard work that you put in you you know get a lot out of it so no it's good but I was saying to Igor before we started filming like the wedding industry and suppliers it's so flipped on its head in terms of um covid's really like screwed with how people plan and so now now we're 2023 i'd normally have a load of 2024 say the date's gone out and there's like hardly anything so it's it's kind of like not worrying about that because the inquiries are still coming in 
it's and it's just a different way of working but it is bizarre how you think you know mm. something and you know i've been in this isn't industry. normal yeah and <laughs> it's you're not like, meant to be like this okay well what do i do like okay well we'll just not we'll just not panic about that or worry about that like it's just how things are yeah and i was talking to a florist friend and she's got like three weddings like confirmed for next year and it's uh, this year yeah this year and it's just she's just like i'd never would be like this but everyone's just so much more last minute like people would message me had a girl in december message me like two weeks for her wedding being like can you do all my all my, on the day station me i'm like you're waiting in two weeks like no <laughs> this is just <laughs> physically not possible um so yeah it is a weird time in terms of like planning weddings is is a bit different to how it was before yeah um but yeah inquiries are still really good um Darren, I could keep talking about Darren. Um, Darren the painter. Darren the painter. <laughs> Darren's like my marketing manager. Darren's my husband, by the way. <laughs> we, I feel like we should also say at the start, we referenced the fact there's three of you and that oh, you yeah. had a Greg's lunch. And I'm just wary now that people listening on the podcast won't God, she see. God, fair. <laughs> <laughs> we should explain that you are, what, six, seven months pregnant? Yes, I am having some babies. We're <laughs> having some identical twin boys um this is like my pregnancy announcement oh my god <laughs> what a um, way to announce it to the world here they are um yeah we've been through a shit time with fertility and we ended up doing ivf and we are very blessed to be having some twins amazing and i'm cool. like oh if i talk, keep talking about it i'll cry so yeah they're here fingers crossed everything will be okay they've had a tuna um, tuna baguette. Tuna baguette for lunch. I'll have a knife in there. They'll probably start kicking if I start embarrassing <laughs> and saying something wrong. Like, don't say that. Um, so, yeah, I am, you know, hiding them under here. Sam's like, can you get any closer to the microphone? I was like, no. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> no, please. I'm like, no, I really can't. I really can't. No, that's um, amazing. So, yeah, it's, it's um, when I was talking about Christiane's episode and how raw and emotional and I really felt a lot of what she was saying because uh, I think again when you're running your own business there's no one else there to kind of fall back on and your personal life doesn't really get much space um, and especially in weddings when it's like oh my god having such a great day best day ever yeah best day ever have a wonderful time and you're like oh things aren't great back here but you know again it was very much when we were going through all the fertility stuff I used my work as I was burying my head in the sand and I used my work as a right I'm just going to push this I'm going to push this even more because it's taken my mind off of the shit that's going on and I love it so you know you just have to ride with it and now we hopefully have these babies and We'll be fucked for six months. People keep telling me. And and they're going to be called Eagle and Sam. Yeah, aren't they? <laughs> or Eagle. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got that. Can, have, you have imagine, you got... can you imagine? I know, right? Um, yeah, we've got names. Okay. Eagle and Sam, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, just just to make sure. They might have to have like second middle names now. Yeah. 
That's where we'll shoot all new in. Saggy. I'm, I'm thinking of alliterations between our names. So sag, saig. I don't know. I don't know. We're just going on off on a massive. Random, Come on, let's get back to your questions. Let's get back to your questions, Igor. <laughs> but no, you did touch upon it in terms of like change and everything else that um, has been happening just within the industry in, in general. Um, but I guess for you as well, in terms of being... You've got really long hair in your beard there. You've got a couple of long... Like, look at that. Not, it's almost sticking it. right it, out, look. Is it white? Ooh. Yeah, it's white, yeah. Okay, well, it's on the turn, isn't it? Go on. Go on. No, I'm not, oh, no, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Carry, carry on. It's on the turn. Um, but no, I was saying... <laughs> these are the things that happen here. Oh, it's just how it is. Oh, you. <laughs> I was saying, with all that change that is happening within the industry now how did you you and your business i kind of like know the answer to this question so i'm just setting you up here in some ways but how did (laughs) (laughs) how did you and your business sort of like change through that pandemic really because um our industry was pretty much crippled really because of it really and yeah and you being being within it how how did it change your business really so yeah weddings were gone overnight so that was fun um so i luckily have my calligraphy workshop arm so literally within a weekend um i filmed my workshop so i filmed myself it was very budget not like this um literally in our bedroom filmed myself my normal workshop um got a load of calligraphy kit together and i sold calligraphy kits um and that's what got me through um and luckily we had a friend who works at facebook who had some free credits um and so he did me some ads and yeah they sold like hotcakes but i like jumped on it straight away and there were other calligraphers launching their kits four weeks eight weeks down the line mm-hmm. and i'd already sold quite a lot um you cleared up <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the thing with calligraphy is it's like so good for mindfulness and this is what i always say to all my students i'm like you will literally switch off and you will forget about all the shit going on mm. in the world and just be creative and have some you time and yeah i was paying my mortgage but it was also i feel like a lot of people that bought the kits really embraced it and it helped them and like helped them some of some of those students turned that into a business now i'm looking back to when you went on a calligraphy workshop in london and that obviously yeah kind of pushed you in that direction yeah you know i wonder how many of those students have kind of yeah and like there's it's it's also i get a lot of diy brides that come on my courses and people are like but you're giving away your loop paperwork and i'm like but they were never my client yeah they would never have ever come to me so i'm teaching them and then they can make their wedding you know their diy brides and do it you know their own way um so it's just like no you're not i'm not giving away my business because they wouldn't have never come to me in the first place um but yeah there i mean the com like again like you guys know the competition grows and grows and grows and grows and like social media just makes it so much easier for people to sell their stuff and get out there um so it's just finding your niche and i think the like massive light bulb moment for me was 
I can't do everyone's wedding and not every bride is my bride because they're just not. And like, it's that having that confidence of your product or your service um, and just being you and knowing that that's enough and charging your worth and knowing that your brides will find you and grooms um, and just going with that. It's scary. It's like, it is really scary. But um, yeah. Amen to all of that though. Yeah. I, I can remember when I first started doing workshops for photographers, I, I, I had people say to me, probably my mum actually, it was like, well, <laughs> no, I think it was my brother, was like, why would you tell people what you do? Mm. And it's like, well, if they, if people want to book me, they're yeah, going to want to book, book me. You. It doesn't matter. Like, again, yeah. you can you know, use this analogy lightly, but like you can take a horse to water, can't you? Like there've been loads of people that come on the workshops that mm. take on board exactly what you say and they implement it and they go and build yeah. their business, but they build it differently to how you yeah, would. Yeah. There are some people that come on it that you never hear of or see of again because <laughs> they just haven't got the execution of it. Yeah. Um, but there is, yeah, there's, there's so much work out there. The industry's enormous. No one's ever gone into the, the, the new year and gone, Oh yeah, competition died off a bit this year, hasn't it? it you know, it, there are. Con- I genuinely think as well. Like we talked about it recently, that it feels like there's been a real explosion in the industry over the last two or three years of a new wave of mm. photographers and, and creatives. Oh, yeah. I don't even think it started yet. Yeah, I, no. I think the recession and I think what's going to happen this year. I think he's going to make so many people sit in their jobs go. Why I am I doing I'm, this? I'm gonna, why am I doing this? Mm. I don't enjoy it and I need more money. Yeah. And it's also, I think, because so many of us start with it being a hobby mm. um, and then being like, oh, I enjoy this. Like, let's try this and we'll do it on the side. And I know, you know, so many of my stationary friends are still working full-time or part-time. Um, so it's, it is that kind of hobby turned business and kind of just turning that. I'm like the beeping. The beeping? Yeah. I think it's ducks. I think it's literally. Oh, is it ducks? Yeah, ducks probably some geese. Just literally yeah. quacking outside. Quack. Yeah, we've got the river, river Derwent. River Derwent's outside, so that'll be some geese. <laughs> I did one of the exact I've got, um, same thing. Like I've got a shot. I've got an air rifle down there. We'll, uh, we'll sort them out. No, I haven't really. It's a joke. <laughs> Your face, though, was great. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> But no, you, you, you've done something absolutely incredible. It's, it has to be said, like massive kudos to you because you literally, you were in first. You were literally in first in that sort of market and yeah. you really made the most of it. And today your business is what it is really for, from it really. For goodness sake, you've built a six-figure business and it's, it's a massive thing. It's something yeah. that you should be rather proud of. And Darren's a kept man, isn't he now? <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey. <laughs> He's like, set this job up. Um... Yeah, it is, and I mean, everyone says all this. I get all these coaches, um, like ads on Instagram, and they're like, "Oh, I've got a six-figure business," blah, blah, blah. and I think people think that you're absolutely rolling in it when you say that you've got. Six, but like, that's turnover. That ain't going in your yeah. pocket. Um, and for stationers, like our expenses are so mm. enormous. So, give us yeah. some examples then, like pre sort of twenty twenty. Like where were what where, where was the price of paper? I mean, I feel like it's like doubled and then tripled and then quadrupled. <laughs> um, and they're always like, "Oh, we're just going to do five percent increase on all the printing," and then, "Oh, we're just going to do another five percent increase on the printing." So I'd say like, of my turnover, like half of it is expenses. Like that's just gone. So half of that money 
that my client pays me is an expense and most of it is obviously printing postage packing whatever um so that's already like oh half of that um and then people forget you have to pay tax and yeah, that that old chestnut um uh and i was i went that had to be that registered last year yeah i'm now so screwed because it's this year now um, and I was petrified that I was going to lose all my business because I was like, 20% is a lot of yeah, it's money. A big mm. And I was just like, well, what am I going to do? Like, um, I, have to, I have to pay it, so I have to charge it. Um, and I was really worried about, like, oh, God. But then I thought, hang on, they're getting married. Everyone charges that. You know, the venue will charge that. The caterers will charge that. So they're kind of used to paying that. But it was like oh my god like this is a lot of money and again you see this money come in and off it goes to the fat man yeah. you're like Bye. he's not on your um he's not on your christmas card list <laughs> is he it is mad how you can go from not paying that to paying that and you're like this is so much money that it, mm. the fat man was not getting <laughs> yeah i'm just like okay have a great christmas batman um, it's um it's a, it is a horrible tax it yeah. does it really um it really strangles growth, I think, doesn't it? Especially when you're in our boots, which is like small business. Yeah, like on the yeah, cusp. That, that, like, that tipping point, it just, it's, you know, you you do two grand more, you lose 20% of all your turnover. Exactly. It, it's it's so different. So, Sam. So, Igor. <laughs> Studio Ninja. Yeah, let's just talk, let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. And I was wondering about what we need to say in this little section, because I really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business. And yeah. one thing that came up recently was, in my own business, was that, I was thinking about whether I need to get a VA on board. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need somebody that's going to help me just, you know, perform some of the admin tasks? And when I looked at it, and I re- it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for? I realised that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah. And I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah. Everything's automated. Yeah, my invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out. Email templates. Cha- email templates, chasing up invoices. Yeah, everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't, take a huge amount of my time anyway so it kind of defeats the whole point of a VA so for me it is a very integral part of my business yeah. and I think when you're running a business you're self-employed like we are mm-hmm. you know being efficient yeah being productive making sure that things run in the right order if you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task you have to say to yourself why am I repeating this automate it um, and if you can automate it then that's it and that's really where Studio Ninja fits in with me and my business and they have very kindly given us a discount code, haven't they, for this podcast? So yeah. what's that discount code, Igor? Another idea. And another idea gets you 50% off your first annual subscription. Yeah. So it's just a no-brainer. I mean, I wouldn't even be hanging around. Just go and look at you, Ninja. Just go and do it right now. But thank you very much, guys, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We love Studio Ninja. If you do two grand more, you lose 20% of all your turnover. Exactly. It, it's, it's so difficult. It um, is... I mean, again, I always kind of come back to this. I'm like, we should be taught at uni, like, about business and about how it is, you know, what it is to run a business and the things you'll come across. Um, Because it is, like, all the money thing and, you know, you have to keep so on top of it. Otherwise, you're just like, oh, I don't have a clue how much I'm making. Like, who knows? Like, is this successful? Who who knows? Is it, um, can I pay the mortgage? Don't know. Um, got this money in my bank account, but it's not actually mine, so we just get rid of it in how many months' time. 
Um, so yeah, I think people, again, I think a lot of our friends will probably think, oh, I'm just doing my hobby. But yeah, my hobby is paying for our new house. And it is like, you know, pat on the back. <laughs> like, it's, it is amazing that, you know, you can turn your hobby into something successful. Um, and yeah, hopefully after maternity leave, it'll ca- carry on. <laughs> How does, how does maternity leave look when you're self-employed? Yeah, that's not fun. Statutory maternity pays really great. Um, but again, it's like a big thing of when you're self-employed, you need to save. You need to save for COVID when that damn thing hits. Mm. Like You need to save because you're not going to get a pay rise or a promotion You know when you hit your next level. So that was a big thing like... I always saved money um just to just to you know fall back on if needs be or another thing i always say is like you've got to speculate to accumulate so a lot of like where i kind of how i've grown is you need to spend money and whether that's like i'm getting a crm system built at the moment which is going to save me loads of time i got an assistant last year who i outsourced loads of work to and like it's scary, like, spending money when you're like, okay, I'm like, I can have... Welcome to my studio. <laughs> so I, 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 me, like, we've had the same conversation today. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit scared at the moment, but I know it's like, no, hold on. I've invested. Yeah. That's what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And you've got to try. Just need to get it back in. <laughs> because, like, I'm kind of like, you know, if it all goes to pot, you can just get rid of it and, like, just, you know, it's fine. We can move on. And, yes, I can go back and get a job. Fingers crossed, I don't have to. But yeah, I, I'm very much of the like, just spend a bit of money to get what you want and get the new equipment. And like you guys, I'm sure you have to, you know, upgrade and do all that. And I think it's it is not nice, you know, spending money and then being like, well, haven't made that back. But you know, in the long run, you will. And even stuff down to like Instagram ads and just to having that outlay that then you hopefully will kind of recoup. And it's not instant. I think also people think, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that out and then I'm gonna get all these clients come running to my door and they're all gonna book instantly and I'm gonna get all this money. And it's just like, okay, no, it's just like a, they'll follow you and maybe six months down the line they'll get in touch and be like, oh, or they might even be engaged or, you know, they're not planning on booking anything so yeah it's not it's an instant trickle effect isn't it yeah, yeah I feel like that's a whole episode in itself board. almost yeah. isn't it <laughs> just, just talk about it a bit more I just, just don't pick it that, though. it's great and they you know it is again another platform that is for me less so now but for me like the last few years Instagram has been huge for me because it's like again for you guys like it's a visual portfolio of your work mm. it's ever changing it's super easy um, and it was free you know and then there's they, if you're paying for your ads they do you know you reap rewards for it and you're not just paying for it so do you, do you literally just boost a post or are you into ads manager no I just boost posts yeah no, it's fine. There's no there's right or wrong. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm yeah, thinking people no listening. Like, I'm, ju- I'm, yeah. I'm purely just intrigued as to, to what level of, um, you know, paid advertising you, you're at, like in terms of, yeah. like, I don't do it loads. There's definitely just every times, now, every now and then. Like yeah. You, yeah. There's a, you know, basically when I some, when stuff's like, get this level or I'll pop an ad on. 
but it's literally I'll just usually post something and then boost the post yeah and I've like honed the audience and all that but again Instagram's like totally changing now and like all these reels I'm like Okay, I'll just go on maternity leave and come back. Yeah, <laughs> and then try again. Hopefully it's there. Um, but, like, another massive thing as well for me, I think people forget about your website, and that is such a... I get so many inquiries from my website, and the power of SEO and the power of blogging. So Darren works in marketing, and he's like, you need to blog every single week mm. because that is going to get you at the top of Google and for me like wedding stationery slap it in google like Berkshire Surrey whatever they do I get so much just from my website like they don't even follow me on Instagram and like that's a huge thing so my assistant writes all my blogs posts all my blogs um and that has been a real godsend in terms of like just traffic so blog blogging every week what's the kind of strategy to that like do you kind of just think about a, a, a search term or a keyword and then you just build a yeah. post around that. I mean, you... I'm really lucky because Darren <laughs> did a load of stuff. So yeah, keywords. So for me, I do it in like a, I don't know, a routine of I'll post about a real wedding, I'll post about a style shoot and then I'll post about like a question or something. So, you know, when should I send my invites out? You know, so people are learning and who knows if people read them? I literally don't know. But it's getting that traffic to the website, yeah. so I mean. Well, that's the way. You, that's the way you know, isn't it? Yeah. If your if your inbox, you know, through your website wasn't full like it is, or it wasn't mm. working like it is, then it's not working, yeah. is it? And it's just getting the keywords in. It doesn't re- like. Again, I just give my keywords to Carla, who's my assistant, and she'll create a blog post out of them. So it's it. I know it's like it's more labour intensive, but it, you don't need to think too much about Everybody it. Everybody needs a Carla. Carla's great. Carla's on maternity leave as well. Sad <laughs> times. So, and the great thing about it, yeah. So Carla's on maternity leave, but she's scheduled all my posts until she's back. So, it's great. And in terms of like content, we're really lucky because I get all the images back from my weddings. Let's blog about them. It's like super easy. And you don't have to have hundreds and thousands of words. You don't have to have hundreds of thousands of pictures. It's mm. just fresh content on your website that Google's like, oh, this is new. Mm. I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's really no. good. I mean, we've, we've talked about it in, in, you know, in our industry. I think uh, photographers tend to fall into the trap of feeling like they've got to show, you know, 150 images mm. on a blog post. Yeah. So you're like, no. 10. Yeah. You know, 10 and a bit of copy is, is, it, is enough done. to be considered a good blog post. Yeah. And actually it's better. Because yeah. people don't want it. They won't read it. They'll be like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, get the vibe. Yeah. Nice wedding in Italy. Yeah. On to the next. Yeah. The, I, I think it's like an... It seems like it's like an old-fashioned thing, blogging now, compared to, like, TikTok and all that jazz. But it it does work. Yeah, so, so. T- so 2013. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's great. It is yeah. great if you it can get important. into the habit. <laughs> yeah. It is important as well. Um, you touch upon Carla a little bit, and... <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Carla. CJG Marketing on Instagram. There you great. go. Oh, there you go. Um, but what uh, it just made me curious of the things that, what are the sort of things that you, when she wasn't on maternity leave, what were the things that you sort of like passed on to her that you've seen perhaps 
first of all, yeah, what are the things that you passed on to, to her, really? And what are the things that you sort of, like, seen change in terms of your business because of it, really? Oh, it just gave me some more time. Also, Carla came to my calligraphy workshop, and that's how I met her. So Amazing. Networking. Again, it's just, just yeah. chat and, like... It sounds really cheesy, but like you don't know who people know, so just be nice to everyone. Because in our industry, it's very incestuous, and everyone knows everyone. Mm. And if you badmouth someone, they'll likely find out. So not even badmouth if you're just not very nice to yeah. you know Get to another supplier. Yeah, you know demand you know a rider. Yeah, <laughs> where's my rider? Where's my Greg's? But yeah, so. It got to a point where people were like, just get an art worker in. And I was like, I don't want to get an art worker in. Like, it's, that is not what I'm about. Like, my calligraphy is me. And, oh, the biggest bugbear is when people are like, what font is that? I'm like, no, it's, it's done by hand. It's, it's like, hand, and I have yeah. to be like, it's like <clears throat> handwriting. It's not a font. It's bespoke to you. It's done by hand. So I couldn't you know the art worker I still and I was just like I don't want to grow it like that I don't want to become a, a manager of like art workers and farming all out so I was like no loose studio yeah. <laughs> um but I was like I need help um so yeah Carla it's like freelance marketing and I just said to her would you be interested in coming to help me um and well I, I kind of call her my VA so she did a lot of my admin, did a lot of my emails, quotes, invoicing, all the stuff that takes time. And I was like, I can just design now. And it was just a godsend. Like, it was such a game changer. But it's so scary being like, I'm going to invest in this and I'm going to allow myself more time to design. And it obviously takes time to kind of build it up. But it was so good. And I was like... Why did I do this like two years ago? Where was Carla? Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was great. She's great. Men like little besties, but yeah. <laughs> and also, I had, I did have like a summer assistant come help me in the studio, but I found I couldn't work with someone like with physically. Me. No, I found it really hard to con Ooh. like concentrate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't do this. Um, cause what I sort was, of things? What sort of things were? She was just doing my like some of my productions, so like putting split pins in stuff, paper clipping stuff, yeah. um, packing stuff, painting stuff. So just the production side of things, um, and it was it was just for like a summer period. But I realised like just can't work with someone in my studio it's not very big not like this it's a little well, you cabin couldn't, you couldn't trust you couldn't trust them or uh yeah it was it was it was kind of letting go and i was like i don't want to check everything because you know and i'm breathing down your neck and yeah but you should just, check it yeah it's that kind because of yeah. stuff went you know my clients would be like oh this is missing and i'd be like oh this is not so i learned a lesson and it was a hard lesson to learn and it's hard though that is taking <clears throat> taking somebody on and then making a call to yeah and i always said it was just for the <clears throat> summer so it was just for the summer okay. um which was good so then i was like no i need someone virtual so carla does live near me but um she's not with me with me so it's nice to just i just 
Okay, I go in my cabin on my own. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's dark outside. Okay, just mine's tea ready. Let's go. So yeah, it's yeah. Everyone needs a Carla. That's really good. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Carla now. We do with a Carla. I think we could all do with. Well, yeah. we've got we've got a Merla, so yeah, we're good. That's it. There you go. You've got a Carla. <laughs> um, you touch upon it as well a little bit beforehand, and then it kind of like goes hand in hand with. Um, with the Carla conversation really but in terms of like streamlining your business yeah um, how have you done it really because people people sometimes like, literally like you said you hear all these conversations and all these posts on Instagram and you should streamline your business you should do this and you should do mm. that but how on earth do you even sort of like begin it and so I used to, and I still do have my mammoth spreadsheet like it's, again, it's how things work for you. But I had a massive spreadsheet and I put every single one of my inquiries. It was so... I mean, it's, I still use it. It's so old school. And every client of mine has a line and then every job has a line with all the costs on it. So I know exactly how much I'm, like, making and then, like, a monthly total. Um, and we're not talking about sort of, like, five, six, seven... Um, number of clients how many clients do you usually tend to have per year <laughs> so i did about 240 weddings last year That's quite That's um, yeah. and the same kind of last year so yeah it's it's there's a lot of brides and it's again what works for you so i have a lot of brides that are like can we book a zoom call in covid pre-covid no one wanted a call mm. post-covid everyone wants a zoom um, and as I don't, I don't do calls because I cannot physically have a call with 240 people for, you know, their invites and then they're on the day and then this and this. So it probably puts people off, but I'm also like, I'm not being paid, you know, a photographer amount and you'll have one call and have how many weddings. I'm doing like t- little jobs and like some of them could be like 100 quid I'm not going to have half an hour Zoom call with you for 100 pounds <laughs> like I just can't that would like I wouldn't you know be able to pay my mortgage so it was very much like I don't do calls and most people are fine with it yeah. and they're like okay. and you would think that, that people would be like I'm not going to be cute. no no yeah they're massive just, hard line really because I'm no I, I think they think it'll just be easier but yeah. then I'm so bad for it. Like, if I have a call with someone, I can't just be like, okay, so what do you want? Like... Yeah, the small talk. But yeah, there's so much small talk. Yeah. Oh, tell me about your wedding. Like, because you obviously want to have a rapport with them and, like, that's what call's about. So, yeah, I had a, like, hard no to calls. Which is and a really big thing, actually. I think a lot of people listening to this that yeah. are in that industry would probably... Have, or may have fallen... No, it's not really a trap as such, but... Will have probably just succumbed to the pressure of feeling like they, they have they have to do it. Yeah, and and I think for you to to just just be really kind of hard nosed about it and go, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that because I'm just like also. But totally valid, to- yeah. totally valid to be like that, isn't it? <laughs> also, yeah. like they're always at antisocial hours. You know, I don't want to spend my evening on a Zoom call mm. talking about my hundred pound job. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just. I don't know. People are going to be like, God, you're you're a dick. But (laughs) it's what works for me. No, not at all, because you're prioritising. You really are prioritising the things that work within your business. And And, yeah, it's it's just... It's it's the importance of just setting those boundaries, though, isn't it? Like, really clear boundaries. Yeah. 
and having that kind of internal conversation around hold on is this is this do i need to do this mm. is it going to work for my business is it viable yeah. is it worth it i think for for photographers like it's such a personal thing that we're like f- physically there and on the day and evolved that it's totally a benefit but mm. not for I not for a they piece don't of, have to really like me do they no <laughs> no, they don't. They, like they don't. Work. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. They like, had to like what I produced. Yeah. I don't need to be their friend. God. <laughs> I'm telling you today, it's evil. I'm like getting redder and redder. <laughs> evil, evil loop paper. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I say no to calls. Um, but also, because then you've got an email trail and they can't be like, oh, I did say that on the phone. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, you didn't because we've discussed it here or like vice versa. They'll mm-hmm. be like, you said this. And I'm like, no. So that's just what works for me. So how have you streamlined then um, aspects of your business? So I'm getting it. Well, Lindsay Garvey, who's coming on she is. in a few weeks. She's great. Um, is built me a... So it's called Dobsardo. So it's like a CRM system, which is going to change my life. <laughs> um, so yeah going to implement that and that's basically just automating the shit out of everything which again speculate to accumulate like you need to spend money on these things Mm. um and it's going to be a game changer in terms of like not just like streamlining things but also just being a bit more like like harder with the clients which sounds so bad but my costs include two rounds of amends I'm on amend five and I still haven't charged for my extra time because I'm just, oh, it's like a full stop here. So it's going to be good in terms of like, it's just a bit more legal, like they have to sign stuff off. Um, It's just a bit more like black and white. So that's going to be amazing. Um, Just in terms of like how I work and the process and stuff. Um, But yeah, it does like all your quotes, invoices. It's all automated. It's going to be a dream. Amazing. But yeah, I'm sure Lindsay will t- talk to you all about what she does. We've gone from um, geese playing outside to children playing yeah. upstairs in the gym, yeah. haven't we? <laughs> Getting it all today. Uh, I was waiting for the ball drops. <laughs> <laughs> they will happen. They will happen. Um, no, that's amazing. And I'm super excited to see what, what happens with that, really. Um, we'll have how, to- was your, uh, how was your Rebecca Carpenter power hour? <laughs> Shout out to a previous guest. Oh my God, she's the best. I'm like a little fangirl. But again, it's again, it's like just message people that you appreciate their work, etc. But yeah, I had a power hour with um, Rebecca, who basically told me to get Dubsado, put me in touch with Lindsay, and told me to also get a passive income. But I haven't quite got there with a passive income yeah. yet. But she's so big on the so, passive income. Well, the one thing on that that I, was, I wanted to ask you when we were chatting about it earlier was like why you chose to speak to somebody that's kind of outside of your direct industry. I think and what and why Rebecca. It gets so. Because I've got my like calligraphy girls, um, but we all do the same thing, and it just gets all like you can't see the wood for the trees sometimes. Mm. So I was like, I want someone that's in the industry that gets brides and grooms and weddings, but is completely like not doing what I'm doing, and just seeing an outside perspective. Um, and it was really. That's the gym. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa now. Um, and just getting a, like a viewpoint from someone else. Because I think also when you're running your own business, you're so engrossed in it that sometimes you just need someone to be like, why don't you, have you tried this? Mm. Have you tried this? Um, and yeah, 
like power hours are great for just just chatting about your business to someone that like gets it and has some ideas um so yeah that was great she's a good egg yeah we've, we're big rebecca carpenter fans here aren't yeah, we? we do another we, idea we do love her um previously when we were chatting about the, the streamlining stuff and all the amount of clients that you have and everything else um I thought, I'm just really curious <laughs> in, in the sense of how much are, are couples kind of like spending with you um, per wedding, really? Because, and I, and I know it will vary, yeah. really, because you'll have clients that will do um, just stationary, really, for, for the invites. Mm-hmm. You'll have other ones that will be doing stationary for the, the wedding itself and all the, yeah. everything that goes through that. But just give us, give us like the biggest client. <laughs> the biggest, we want to know the biggest spend what's the biggest spending client you've had it's not that much because stationery is just like not that expensive but mm-hmm. it's the most expensive stuff is the on the day stuff because yeah. there's quite a lot of elements to it so like save the date it's just like one thing so they're like really small and then invites they'll sometimes put a few more bits in but yeah on the day it's always the biggest like in terms of job but it's also the most work because they're you know there's the most items so like a few thousand pounds is probably like a big big spend generally i'd say like anywhere from like 500 to a thousand is like normal spend and people are like what just on paper I'm like <laughs> this is weddings like they cost money sadly um and again it's about like charging your worth so i put my prices up and i was absolutely shitting it and then i just add that on and i was like oh my god like no one's gonna book me no one's gonna book me but we had to put our prices up because our printers are putting our prices up so you know what what do you do run your business into the ground at a loss yeah so it was kind of like okay well we have to put our price i say we the royal we the stationers i had to put my prices up and then slap the vet on and I was like no one is going to book me but it's fine you know you just find your clients um so yeah it's then it's it's not big big money it is in the states my god in the states it's like I mean the states just generally spend a lot more on their wedding center than than the UK I was like how much how much to charge um but again it's just charging charging your worth and charging your time and charging your you know covering your expenses um and that kind of thing and it kind of leads me on nicely to where you network in terms of like venues and where I'm recommended suppliers and just again finding your your brides and grooms and couples who have that budget to spend Mm. because I always say to people like when I meet them or like when friends are planning I'm like it's your day you spend your money on what you want if you don't want a cake don't get a cake because some people are like oh you spent 800 pounds on a cake like that you cut and it's you know drunk people are shoving it in but for some people cakes like everything and the same goes for stationery i think people are just like oh it's paper like oh, who cares about that <laughs> that's right really impression. selling yourself there it's great yeah, i just love the impressions god um so yeah it's it is kind of i don't know but it is networking again and just I've got a core set of venues that I work with a lot and it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Like, it's free advertising um, and 
I feel like as suppliers, we have a bit of a bugbear with people that charge commission. I know you've spoken about this many times. Yes. Um, and I recently had a really big venue of mine and they're like, we're going to charge commission. And I was like, I'm not being on your list anymore. And it was like a massive thing because I was like, this is a really big venue of mine. But if I give 10% away, like I'm giving 20% of my VAT away, I'm going to this way to it's tax It's so man. short-sighted. So, so short-sighted. And it was really upsetting because I'd been with them since the start. Mm. And I was just like, oh, oh well. But that relationship's let's just gone. move on. Yeah. Like, and all of us were like, no, I'm not doing it. So they'll probably go find someone else that will do yeah. it. And that's fair enough. Like when you're starting out or whatever, people there will always be people that will pay that commission. Um, but yeah, it was it was a bit of a like sour, yeah. sour moment. Um, you seem to be quite good at putting your God foot down it. there and saying, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." But again, it's I like, ain't taking no shit <laughs> off of nobody. Oh my God, I'm just a horrible person. Oh, no, no, um, no, it's great. But again, it's like when it's not just you, because I instantly messaged a photographer I knew that worked there, a makeup artist that I knew worked there, and I was like, "Have you got this email?" And they were like, "Yeah." And then we quit, we made a WhatsApp, and all of us were like, "Well, we're all going to say no." Yeah. Because, yeah. Like, there was a venue that did that. It might have, could well be the same one that got called out, didn't they? Recent, like a year or so ago. Oh no, this was really, really. Oh, recently. really recent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, if you if you had your table plan and you missed off your Auntie Pam <laughs> and you didn't realise until the day of your wedding that you missed Auntie Pam off the table Don't plan. Don't come back to what me. Would you, what would you do? Buy, buy Auntie <laughs> Pam. Um, this is like the biggest bugbear for stationers when people are like, oh, oh, I've just got a change. Got to what last minute change. <laughs> and you've like, well, yeah, if you've sent it to print and like, it's gone you can reprint it um i'm i feel like i'm quite like flexible in terms of if they need an extra place name or like so and so can't come and we've filled the space of him and we need a place name i'm like yeah i'll just shove it in the post that's fine but there is again there is a cut off of like okay it's it's gone you need to sorry auntie pam Sort something else out, yeah. Yeah, didn't like you very much, did I? <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It is a big bugbear of stationers because um, you just have to. There's a point where you just have to go with it, and also like there will be guests that are ill and can't come, and yeah. you'll just have to be like, right, you're that person. The table plan. Um, so yeah, it's just very much. And I've got, but I got better this year at asking for earlier cutoff dates because I was waiting so late and it's stressful. Like, mm. oh, I've got to get this for them and and it all because yeah, Auntie Pam hasn't decided if she's coming or not. Yeah, um, oh, no, Auntie Pam was there. She was there. <laughs> she was there. She just wasn't on the table flat. She just didn't have uh, a name. Like, no, oh. but it's fine. What? It wasn't. It wasn't Lou Paper that did my uh, stationery. By the way, it was me. So I, I missed uh, Auntie Pam off the table plan. Yeah. Was that actually for real? Oh, yeah, it was for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mum came up to me and went, um, Auntie Pam's not on the table plan. <laughs> I was like, oh, the, oh my granddad's, my granddad's sister. Oh, bless her. Poor Auntie Pam. I was like, stick her with Uncle Keith. She's not loved. Just get a chair. It was very informal. We were fine. It was good. She got fed. She was good. She was happy. She was happy. 
Oh man. No, I was gonna say when we were talking about the whole <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about the whole suppliers suppliers um just in general really. Um me and Sam, just from our perspective really, what's been for you your relationship with, with photographers? Give us all the good, all the bad. Um give us all the juice. <laughs> well, I've seen it all. Um, some people come back to me and they're like, yeah, we have not a single photo of any of your stationery. I'm like, okay, thank you. Have, hope you had a great day. <laughs> Bye. Um, I say to Igor. As though they're expecting you to have the answer to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I won't bother chasing. Bye. Sorry. Sorry I bothered you. Um, I was saying there's, there's photographers that are face photographers and that's obviously what some people want and all they do is take photos of faces and they don't capture any details. It's all just face bridegroom friends family face um i don't like those photographers (laughs) (laughs) they don't bring me much marketing material um but i also am like they're not capturing any of the details of the day they're not telling the story of your day Mm. but it's It's true though because the couple would have spent so much time choosing their suppliers (laughs) and i'm not just saying i think um, we talked about it with christian we Mm. talked about it with christian flowers and their budgets yeah exactly and the venue and the details within the venue and everything else it's so important to know how to capture details really and also the couple have spent their time and energy and money mm-hmm. picking out that cake that yeah. dress that flower that nice table plan and I think it's just like they'll go through their album and they'll be like oh that's a nice picture of my face and another one of my face another one of my face yeah. and some people, that's what they want, um, but I, I'm a obviously a. I think I think some photographers probably just think it's like above them, like they're better than like. Oh, I don't. Why don't you? I don't even think of it. It's just a cake. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I'm, I'm, I'm. I've never thought that. I do kind of just. I've had moments before where I'm like, I'm taking another photo of a cake, but I'm like, no, I I need to take a photo of the cake, like because it's their cake. It's their cake. Like it's it takes me five seconds to go up to a cake, take ten frames of it. Mm-mm. And it's job done. It's, t- it's yeah. box ticked, isn't it? Yeah. You know. And that cake maker will love you for it. Yeah. Um, and it's mar- it's marketing. Yeah. This is. Yeah. And this- then they'll tag you. Yes. Look at this beautiful picture. Yeah. Well, this this is a bit of a this is a bit of a this this is this is kind of tied into this conversation. This is something that I've just seen on Facebook over the last day or two about uh, wedding supplier moaning that at the lack of um, image sharing from photographers. Mm-hmm. And photographers going back, well, go, kind of going, well, we own the images, they're our images, and mm-hmm. you should have to pay for them if you want to use them. And it's one, it's, we could debate this for a long time. I, that, I'm, always yeah. the, I'm always the viewpoint of like, it is a photographer's decision as to how they want to use their images, absolutely. Yeah. But it is an enormous marketing opportunity to just be sharing. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's a two way street. If photographers are going to share images, the oh. very least that you can do is credit them and tag them. And, and that's not it. edit their bloody yes. colours. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just going to put a nice filter on this one. I'm just going to crop that one to a square. Yeah. Like, oh, that doesn't bother me. So people can crop photos. It's it's more just like the, the lack of a credit, I think. Which yeah. Is, yeah. You know, photographers for me should, you know, if, you have work, if you've worked with a supplier on a wedding, you should just share your images mm. with them. But they should also tag you and credit you. And it's a, it's a mutual, yeah. you know, relationship there, isn't it? You know, so, and it's also where you need a good couple who share 
oh this person made my cake this person yes. I always whenever I get any images back I'm like can you send me your credit list so mm. credit everyone because again it's another networking opportunity yeah massive and like oh I really like that cake and you know a bride will be like where's that cake people will mm-hmm. ask me where like my couples get stuff from that's not stationary they'll yep. be like oh where's that cake from or like, yeah it's all like it's all marketing but yeah when one of my um, photographer friends, Jessica Lilly, uh, often gets not credited and she has, you know, really goes to town with it on her Instagram. She's like, what's, guys? And it's all like, it's massive blogs that do it. Mm. And you're like, where's the etiquette here? Like, oh, your massive blog's gonna share my amazing photo and not tag me. Like, thanks. I had it with um, Soho Home recently. Oh, cheers guys. Didn't, didn't tag me and I was, yeah, I was peeved. I you, like, <laughs> yeah, two, two million followers and you're like you could have just tagged me in the post and then they'll be like oh I'll, don't worry I'll go back and tag you yeah. well, what's, it's too like, late it's gone by that, that point isn't it yeah. oh, four, four weeks later yeah. four weeks later oh, I'm going to go back to it now yeah, yeah that, that annoys me even more that, that, pee- that peed me off more than most because they're a creative business mm. and I would, you would have hoped that they would but anyway Better. little you know I'm over it now it's fine <laughs> I've let it go I've let it go um <laughs> Let's get this conversation back on track. Igor, hit us. <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking of... <laughs> you too. You too. Yeah. Just naughty. Hilarious. Just naughty. Um, but no, I was thinking, um, Lou, for anyone that is wanting to get into the stationary game, any sort of tips that you would give to, to that someone wanting to start out um, a hobby or even a business? network the shit out of the industry one um two is it's in terms of like my where my work comes from um so much of it is recommended suppliers so find your local venues and contact them and i don't mean send them an email because they'll get about a thousand emails um like build a rapport with them and it helps if you've had a wedding there and you can be like, oh, I recently worked on this wedding, blah, blah, blah. Um, but as a stationer, for me, the power of direct mail <laughs> is huge. And a lot of the relationships I got f- from my recommended suppliers and my venues was from doing direct mail. And I think as a station, you're creating a physical product. So send it out to someone so they can touch it and feel it mm. and you know I'm obviously so what's an example of that direct mail just to, just to be like completely <laughs> exactly like, what I was thinking yeah. I'm like so, oh, same wavelength though, same wavelength <laughs> so again Darren my marketing manager I feel like we need to be calling Darren in a bit do you <laughs> like, we keep talking about him and he's probably can, he can probably just he's like working away from Darren, Darren. On the website oh, <laughs> um, so he is a copywriter and likes a good pun like obviously Lou Paper is where it starts. But um, I did a Valentine's mailer that dropped on Valentine's Day and it was like, am I your perfect match? And it had a candle in it and a match and it was just like a pun. Um, and always include food is what I'd say because everyone loves the food. So it had some chocolates in it, had um, just a really simple card and I, it was just like, I really love your venue. I'd love to like, 
get to know you guys. I've done some weddings, blah, blah, blah. Here's some samples. So when you say direct mail, you're saying literally physical direct mail. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Send yeah. it yeah, yeah. in the post. Um, so I did that one and then uh, did a Christmas one where it was all I want for Christmas is Lou. Um, and again, just sent out like a, a countdown to Christmas with a chalk. So I'd calligraphed it on a chalkboard and sent them some chalks. They could do it with their kids and more chocolate and food and stuff. Um, so again, it's like, yes, it costs money to put these things together and a lot of time, but you know, my business is about post landing on someone's doormat. So let's just do that, you know, recreate that for a venue. I'm going to post something that's going to land in their doormat. And Especially these days when people are used to just receiving yeah. e- 500 emails a day and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. DM. Yeah. And, and like, to actually receive something physical feels yeah. It's such a lovely. big thing. And it's so you're sending these to venues that you've already worked with or the venues that, are, that you tr- you're trying to build sorts. relationships with? So, yeah, yeah. yeah the Valentine's one, I, and I, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not doing this every month. <laughs> yeah, because I, I imagine it's quite, a, it's yeah, quite an expense it when, you, when you do and that. it's time, like yeah. packing these things up. Um, so yeah, did did the Valentine's one to some venues I'd already worked with, venues that I wanted to work with, um, and then just like yeah, random other places. Um, and the beauty of stationery is like I don't have they don't have to be on my doorstep, but most of the core ones are on you know nearby. Um, and then when you've got a relationship with them, like hone it and don't let them forget about you. So like this Christmas, I sent my big, you know, my core venues a hamper again with some personalized, I did some Christmas candles and Christmas decorations and more food, um, and some cocktails and just like made them just be like, hi, remember me? Like kind of thing. Um, and then I do a lot of tasting events. I do all the stationery and I don't charge for any of it. And I think it kind of cut that comes back to like, oh, but you're not going to pay them commission, but you're going to do all this. But I'm like, that's like marketing. So I do all the stationery for all their tasting events for free because then they'll recommend me more and then they'll invite me mm-hmm. to their, their wedding fairs and that kind of thing. They'll share your image on Insta. Exactly. They'll... So, and they'll usually, if it's a good venue, have a really, like, have a photographer there. So you'll get some images from it. So again, it's like that just spending a bit of money will make you a bit of money um and that's like the beauty of style shoots as well but bring something to the table be a nice person yeah just give build a, build food. those relationships give them food like you know they gave me a greg's <laughs> and i'm well happy about it <laughs> um but yeah i love love me some direct mail i've got a, i i have a christmas thing i want to do but um it's really good to hear connection. though isn't it that, yeah that's, so there's refreshing. a lot of people that that would not even probably wouldn't even be on their radar. Yeah. No. But I, I just need to inst- I need to Instagram everything. If it's got to be like it's got to be Instagram. I've got to tag people. Yeah. But actually, just send something in the post. Yeah. yeah. And no. then it was also to like planners as well. So. Yeah. And then they share it. You know, venues and planners will share it on their feed, and you know they've all got clients. And then it's just getting your name out there as well. But yeah, I'm a sucker for post, obviously, because that's what I do. <laughs> no, that's really good. Um. It just reminds me of um, photographers as well. We've got the power of images so yeah. so strongly, really. You could easily, easily print out a, 
uh, a book on blurb it doesn't need to be like uh, something really really expensive but you can book out on on a printer uh, print uh, print out your images on a on a, on a well, like a little portfolio yeah yeah. yeah and just literally send it to venues that yeah. you really want to work with or ones that you have worked at just to really establish yeah establish that relationship and keep, and keep it going no that's mm. it's great there's mm. so many yeah. different avenues that people can go into it's just the physical just something physical and tangible yeah in this digital world that we live in there's it nothing it just separates you doesn't yeah. it yeah it's just thinking a bit outside like you just you're literally just thinking out mm-hmm. out of the box aren't you and mm. going oh what could you actually do with the product you supply yeah yeah, yeah that's really good it's amazing shall we wrap it up Oh no! I think just keep going. <laughs> no, like, no, whatever. But I, I, I mean, so. I, we've I covered think... so much. It's been, it's yeah, been great. I've, I've covered I, loads of stuff. I have we've we gone through all your questions, Igor? Um, I've got a few. That <laughs> what's what's your favourite kind of paper? <laughs> Let's go with that. Do you like it? Do you like it when it's kind of I should pulpy? Have, I should Do you like have pulpy kind of paper? No, or is that a, is I that the hate, bane of your life? I hate handmade paper. Handmade paper. Yeah, handmade oh, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks nice, but it's not. It's not my. Is it favorite. the texture? It must be the texture. I don't know. It's oh, it's really hard to calligrapher on for yeah. one. Because it just bleeds everywhere, doesn't it? Oh, and it's just. It's not the one. Yeah. And then I also pr- I no printers will. I say no. Hardly any printers will print on it. So I print have my paper on my little printer at home and hate them. Hate on that because I don't do any production. I don't do any printing in house. Mm-hmm. Um, I outsource everything. Um, but other than the hammy paper, so that's, I literally hate it. Um, I don't know what, like, paper is my favourite. It's probably like a colour. <laughs> There's the quote, <laughs> paper's my favourite. Yeah, all of it. I don't have a favourite because there's just so much out there and it's just like lots of nice colours. Yeah, yeah. This will kind of lead into our, our final question, I suppose. But like, when you were younger, did you ever think you like? Did you ever see yourself doing this? Like, no. Don't, I'm trying to think what the... I wanted to be when I grew up. You know that you go to those like imagination things, and all I wanted to do was be like cashier and do a till for my job. That was my like thing. And then I was just like, what's wrong with you? Um, no, I mean, I've, like obviously, I did a design degree, so I knew I wanted to do that, but. I did like freelance, not freelance. Oh my god, when you go and work for free, that thing. Uh, kind of like an apprenticeship. Yeah, work experience. That's work what experience. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I went. I mean, apprenticeships aren't free. Yeah, yeah. All of these agencies like got my degree in them. You know, you all go and work for free, don't we all? And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Like, I did not feel comfortable doing doing it at all I uh, said so, you know that's kind of why I went into buying god knows I just needed a job and got a job there got loads of free shoes which was really you know great times then um and then we went traveling and then I came back I was like I need to find something else here um but yeah I don't know I didn't I didn't have a dream growing up of like oh I'm gonna be this in the future um but yeah it is I do wish I had done it earlier but then I feel like everyone's going to say that aren't they yeah um, yeah. yeah I think so I mean I think we all kind of wish we'd have done something a little bit sooner but yeah I, you know I suppose the flip side of the coin to that is that you you do it when you're ready don't you yeah and you learn a lot like I learned a lot and you know working for 
companies and agencies and and just realizing I hated it and you know I hated it and I was like I don't want to be here anymore like I want to work for myself so it's yeah. yeah I think I think it's also really healthy to have those jobs that you do hate a bit yeah yeah because yeah. you you gotta you, it's good to have something that you don't like really and and always look back to no I'm not going back there yeah. so you gotta push harder and even to push things forward really because you've gone through that ex- negative experience in the past and you know that you don't want that mm. so yeah, yeah it's crucial yeah fun times <laughs> <laughs> um you kind of did say the last oh yeah the you last, yeah, the last question. question well no you can deliver no, the last no, question no 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 you kind of did say the last question in some ways well but, no but it, it would it, be if you could go back to being yeah. 14 15 again what would be what would be your your words of advice to a to a young Lou paper. <laughs> I do think it would be to 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 do things, you know, sooner and not have the fear or have anything hold you back and just kind of do what you want to do and what you enjoy. Like, it's so important. Um, yeah. I just don't even know what I was like at 14. I feel like time goes on and you're like, where did that go? Like, what was... What was even happening then? Um, so yeah, just just not having any fear and just going for it. And you know, what's the worst that can happen? That's my motto. What's the worst that can happen? Amen to that. <laughs> what's um, what are the future plans for for Lou Paper? What's the you know what's twenty twenty three looking like? And I'm gonna get these two apprentices. Yeah, I was gonna say like what's your <laughs> what's your uh, what's your maternity sort of time time frame looking like? Um, I'm taking the i'll be back like late summer um because you know you could take forever off but can't afford that um and also i don't want to you know just be like I, it's loo paper is my first baby and i'm not ready to be like bye-bye uh, but i also you know we've worked very hard to get these babies so i want to spend some time with them and not worry about work um so yeah finishing up moving house have the babies, have some time off, and then come back for kind of autumn, raring to go. Small and events then. Yeah. yeah, not much going on this no, year. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but. it's exciting. I'm really excited. And yeah, it's going to be very different running a business with twins. But... Well, it's just a new challenge, isn't it? Exactly. And yeah, I'm excited. And I think it's, again, like you just need to rely on you know my crm and get carlo in <laughs> you've made you've you've kind of already done the hard bit which is making those investments i think yeah and, and i think what's really stood out for what's really stood out for me and, and what i've been really impressed by is that you're not afraid to kind of set those boundaries and say no to things like the yeah the saying no to the the, the zoom calls i think is massive mm. because I, I genuinely think there'll be people out there that are in a, an industry similar to what you're doing that are just going oh yes in order to get mm. that work i've got to do the zoom course i've got to do it yeah and like just to hear that you don't have to do that I think no. will be a massive takeaway for so many people yeah. just saying no again like when you realise that it's okay to say no and you realise that you can say no to people that you that just aren't you it's a, it's revelationary and it makes you happier because yeah. you're not doing mm. things you're just like why have I suggested this job like I don't like what I'm doing I'm not going to be posting it on my portfolio I'm just doing it because I've said yes like you know and 
the, the hardest thing is when you've said yes to this crap job and then this amazing job oh, comes in. all the time. And you're like, oh, God. So, yeah, the, the realisation of being like, it's okay to say no, just say no. Like, if it doesn't I'd love right, to have seen your diary, though, if you had, like, 240 Zoom calls to squeeze in <laughs> throughout the year. That would be something else, I wouldn't it? I remember from, like, dawn to dusk, like, hello. Yeah. Ten minutes. Even then. I'll give you five minutes. <laughs> you could just pre-record your Zoom. Go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no seriously. Thank you. It's been absolutely amazing to have you Thank here. Thank you so you've, much. You've been incredible. And yeah, I can see the, the title for this episode already in my head. It's, it's so obvious. You've done that yeah. before. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You can tell us in a bit. Tell yeah. us in a bit. Because if it changes, then that'd be awkward, wouldn't it? No. But, but thank um, you for having no, me. Thank you. It's, yeah, I said, I walked in here and I was like, oh my God, it's like, it's like being on TV. Because I always watch. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I you're saying you watch them on YouTube. Yeah, yeah which is amazing. Yeah, so walking in, like, this is so familiar. Do you share it on Instagram that you watch it on TV? Always. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you, that's yeah, why you it's commented great. back. And it is. Know? But, like, look at, look at what's happened. Like, you've, you've come here because of just messaging, just reaching out, saying something, and, you know. Yeah. Thanks for saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't really say no. Could I really? <laughs> <laughs> I sent you some chocolate in the post. <laughs> uh, amazing. Thank you very much, Lou. It's been Thanks. so it's nice meeting you. Thank you for coming up. And um, where can people find you? What can people... Um... Oh, it's at loupaper underscore. Um, and loupaper.co.uk. It's Ooh. L-O-U. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Paper. I'm not an actual bog. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just yeah thank you to anybody that's listened to w- that's watched if you've yeah. enjoyed it give her a shout out give yeah. us a shout out do all um, the clickety things and we'll see you see you next week see you next week should we go and see Darren should we just check he's alright in the office <laughs> <laughs> Darren <laughs> how you doing poor boy up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.